it's something that is no longer a I will never do that. It's more of a I think I will do that at some point. I don't know when. Dizones Radio episode 872 starts in 3 2 Welcome back to Diz Runs Radio, where I talk with runners from all corners of the running world about running, life, and everything in between. I'm your host, Denny Cray, and it's just about time to head out the door for an easy run and a great conversation. So if you're ready, then I'm ready. Let's get started. Hey guys, uh, real quick before we dive into today's episode of the show, just want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you in part by the budgeting software that Rebecca and I have been using for a little over a year now, which is YNAB, stands for You Need a Budget. And uh, I know budgeting isn't uh, a fun topic, and it's not even really a topic that makes sense in the context of this show, right? But we all know that running can, uh, can be a little bit pricey. Right, you start getting some new shoes, some new clothes. Uh, you know, your watch battery gives out, and you got to get a new a new watch so that you can uh, keep track of all your miles. Uh, you know, and then different things, race fees, of course. Uh, once races start to be a thing again, although right now all the virtuals, right? Lots of people running different virtual challenges, virtual events, uh, looking ahead to next year and and planning out for races, and uh, all of those things cost money, which you don't need me to tell you that. Uh, but if if you know you want to make sure that. When the races do come back, you might want to splurge a little bit, but you don't want to break the bank. A good software like YNAB might be a game changer because it really helps you to be intentional with where you're spending. At least that's what it's done for Rebecca and I, and it's it's definitely made it made a difference. Um, and you can try it for free for 34 days if you head through, if you go through my link. Uh, I'll explain what happens. This is an affiliate link, right? So if you just go to the YNAB website, you can try it for free for 34 days. If you go through my link, which is disruns.com slash YNAB, disruns.com slash Y-N-A-B, you get to try it for 34 days for free. If you decide to sign up, which it's a, it's a one-year kind of annual membership type of thing, I think it's like $85, something like that. If you decide to sign up and you use my link, you get an extra month for free. So you get 13 months for the price of 12. It also kicks an extra free month to me, which I will appreciate because I've already uh, renewed my first annual subscription. And uh, you know, if I can get an extra month out of the next annual subscription, hey, if I can get an extra two months, three months, even better. Um, but it's definitely paid for itself in our family. And I would imagine that it probably will pay for itself uh, with you as well. Um, like anything, you got to use it. But if you use it, I believe it is definitely going to pay for itself and then some. So if... Uh, you know, keeping track of your budget is something that's important to you. Making sure that you're you're spending your hard-earned dollars on the things that matter most to you. Uh, a, a good software, a good solution is definitely YNAB. I definitely recommend it. And if I can help you set it up, let me know because it is a little tricky. There was a little learning curve when I first got into it, uh, but now that I've got it figured out, man, game changer. So check it out, disruns.com/ynab. And if you have any questions, just let me know. And now, without any further ado, let's go ahead and dive in to today's episode of the show. Hey guys, uh, today's guest is someone that uh, was, was quick to volunteer as a tribute or guest, I don't know, depending on which way you want to look at it, uh, when this whole idea of having y'all on the show was kind of first formulating and coming into, into focus. Uh, so I'm excited that we're finally able to uh, make this happen after a little bit of, I don't know, miscommunication may not be the right word, but uh, you know, sending a message via Facebook like, hey, go ahead and schedule and get lost in the old, uh, you know, we're not connected type of situation. But anyway, 
long story short, we are here. And, and over the fast, past few months, I've had a, a few back and forth with uh, today's guest on you know various social media platforms. Uh, but if I'm honest, I don't know a whole lot about him and his running, but uh, I'm excited for that to change. So without any further ado, it is uh, a pleasure to be able to welcome Mr. Martin Underwood to the show. So uh, thanks for joining us today, Martin. Really uh, appreciate it and really looking forward to it. Hey, thanks a lot for having me on, Danny. Yeah, like I said, uh, looking forward to it. And guys, if you want to connect with Martin on social media as well, that's that's kind of the best places, Twitter and Instagram, two two places that I, that we've interacted. Uh, certainly, I've interacted with him. Uh, and you're welcome to join the party there as well. Uh, the handle on both platforms is the same, which always makes it easy. Um, and, and it's probably, I don't know if I'm going to butcher this or not. You can correct me as, as necessary <laughs> here, Martin. I think I saw you had it pronounced or you know spelled out phonetically so it's it's at epinez e-p-i-n-e-z on both uh, twitter and instagram e-p-i-n-e-z uh and as as would be expected at this point if you listen to the show before you know that we'll have it linked up in the show notes so you know out on the go and, and enjoy today's conversation you want to you know say hi to him or or you know, you know just engage in some conversation on social media uh and you can't remember the handle right offhand just point your browser to disruns.com slash 872 disruns.com slash 872 is a link for the show notes today and we'll have uh, links, photos, the whole nine as we always do. Cliff's Notes version as well uh, from today's conversation. So uh, Martin, you know you know this first question. At least everybody knows the first question. It's, it's coming and, and uh, mm-hmm. we're going to give it to you because uh, it's, it's a great way to start the conversation and, and give me a, an idea of some maybe some angles that we can go down as, as we uh, talk today. But I uh, just simply have to ask, what is your favorite distance to race and why? Man, I've been struggling with this question for like two weeks now. Uh <laughs> I, because I've only actually in real life raced in four races. So two 5Ks, a 15K, and a half marathon. And I guess just because of the challenge of it and how I felt afterwards, I'm going to go with half marathon. Okay. I, I ran that this year in March just before everything hit the fan. Mm-hmm. And yeah, after crossing that finish line, it was great. And I was like, okay. I can do this, and I, I think that's what I'm going to go with. It's half marathon. Gotcha. Gotcha. Until the until the next distance happens. Until the next thing. And it, that's that's been something that's popped up a few times where it's always like whatever the the most recent long distance is, and then you know there's the new challenge that is out there. So um, obviously, you know, with with where we are in the world right now, in the in the midst, hopefully not no longer in the midst. Hopefully, starting to come out of the COVID nineteen situation. But who knows? We'll we'll only know by that looking back on it. But uh, you see yourself extending extending the ladder out a bit to to try and some longer stuff beyond uh, beyond the half marathon distance at some point. I do. I, I tell you, when I was finishing up the half and it was a looped course here in Atlanta and the half and the full run together for the first half, the first half. And then the marathoners keep on going. And when I was turning into the finish line, I was like, there's no freaking way that I can, I have another 13 point, whatever miles, mm-hmm. but getting some space and, getting back into the training routine and stuff. I, eventually I'll get, I think I'll get to a marathon and I've got some friends who are bugging me to do some ultras with them. So we'll see. We'll see about that. But yeah, be, be careful with those running friends. They'll, they'll talk you into some of the craziest <laughs> things and it, it sounds great at first and then you do it and you're like, what, 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 how did this happen? Yeah. So, you know, be, it's a slippery slope is what I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I got to this point, I think. But <laughs> So, so let's take it, let's go back a little bit and, uh, and talk about how you got to this point. Where, where did the, uh, the running, uh, seed get planted for you? Is it, is it long, been a long while coming or uh fairly recent? Like how'd you get started in the sport? Uh, it's pretty recent. I've been running for right at a year and a half now. Um, and like a lot of folks for the decades prior to that, I kind of said, I have no desire to run. Why would I run? That's, 
nothing is chasing me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a couple of years ago, I ran into some, not ran into, I had some issues at Universal Studios where I couldn't fit on some rides. Mm-hmm. And so it started to make some changes uh, diet wise and then had some goals to run a 5K in 2019. So I started the Couch to 5K program, survived that, and then progressively started to enjoy the actual activity of running and the sport of running. And yeah, that's it's kind of spiraled from there. Did the 5K, I trained for 10Ks, and I'm currently doing time trainings for a 10K. So mm-hmm. it's just been a, like you said, a slippery slope and yeah, and you're, you're, still, it now. you're still on the ride. So it's uh, you, you yeah. see how see how far down this slope uh, continues for you. Um, yeah, you know, I, obviously, you know, kudos to you for for making some changes and, and getting into it. Uh, it sounds like though it wasn't. You know, some people. Uh, I feel like I've had you know this variations of this conversation several times where you know something spurs it and you get going and it's and it's almost. Um, like love at first sight with the running. It's just like, man, as soon as I went for my first run, like it was awesome. Sounds like that wasn't quite the case for you. Sounds like it was a little bit of a, um, maybe a little bit of an acquired taste. Definitely. Um, it probably didn't help that I started running in May and living, you know, living in the South, Mm -hmm. it's starting to heat up and it's starting to get nasty. And so I'm going through the height of the couch to 5k program in June and July. So none of that was fun. And, but getting through that, showing that I could do it, that, that helped ease that mindset. I also, early on, I had a couple friends or a friend who would actually go on runs with me because I started spamming all my friends' timelines that I was running. And, uh, he said, Hey, let me know the next time you go. And so for a couple of weeks, he ran with me and he was more of an experienced runner. So he gave me some tips and he slowed down and we were able to kind of work my way up that way. And that really helped. And yeah, I mean, it's, I was just going to say like, that's, that sounds like, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth. So I'm going to ask the question instead of just drawing a conclusion, but sounds like like maybe, um, having that, that partner, having that, that company out there, uh, maybe kind of helped you stay on, I don't want to say necessarily stay on track, but keep with it when it wasn't, uh, yeah, again, yeah, the most enjoyable time of year to start running is definitely not May, June, and July in uh, in, in, in a lot of parts in the in the in the country, but certainly in the in the southeastern United States. Oh, for sure, and because when he hit me up, it was still early enough that I wasn't dreading it, but that extra accountability, I was like, yes, I'm going to meet you here at dark thirty, mm-hmm. and we're going to go for. At that point, I think it was 30 minutes total time. Um, so knowing that someone's waiting on me right. was an extra kick to all right, wake up, get up, make sure I'm hydrated. Let's let's get this going. Mm-hmm. As as you were going and as you're you're kind of progressing, I know for some of us, maybe this is and, and for you, maybe this is still a, a fairly recent ish memory as far as kind of when when did the transition happen from. I don't know if I really like this, but you know, there's, there's health benefits to it. Like there's a, there's a means to an end that I'm getting to versus when I, you know, where you start to enjoy it. And for some of us, of course, maybe it's been, it's been a decade since we've made that, that change. And mm-hmm. so it's a little bit harder to remember, but I'm curious kind of w- what, 
what it was like for you going through that process and maybe what, what the mindset was, or was there, was there a moment when the, the light switched or, you know, the, the switch flipped? Um, or was it, you know, I mean, obviously it was a bit of a gradual process, but, um, when did it kind of become like no longer something where, oh, it's a good thing. My buddy's waiting for me versus like, I can't <laughs> wait to go run whether he's there or not. Uh, that's a good question. I, it took a while. I think mm-hmm. it definitely was after the couch to 5k program was done. I, I was still, I got to a point where I wasn't dreading it, mm-hmm. but I wasn't actively enjoying it. Gotcha. Uh, then I stuck with it and it helps that I knock on wood. I haven't yet sustained any like bad injuries that knocked me out for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But going through it and probably September-ish of 2019, mm-hmm. I started getting more in a routine of, you know, this is not too bad, going out and doing a couple of loops around the park or whatever. This is pretty enjoyable. And I had good days and bad days, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh and then I started the half marathon training and that was fine until we started getting to the eight to 10 mile range. And then I wasn't, right. I wasn't exactly thrilled, but so I spent a, a long way of saying, I spent a long time in the, I don't hate this, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily love it. And actually within the past couple of weeks, it's kind of starting to step over into that next level because one of the biggest things is had a, couple of weeks at work that were just kind of nonstop chaos and Mm -hmm. fairly stressful. And one day I was like, I am extremely glad that tomorrow morning is my hard workout day Mm -hmm. because I could go out and I could just run for five miles and have a couple intervals that are just kind of hammering at it. Mm -hmm. And so putting able to take more real world stress and put it onto the, onto the park paths. I was like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. This is what people are talking about. This, this is helpful. This is good. I like this. So it's, it's starting to morph into more of, I actively like running mm-hmm. and I don't really want to miss my workout days. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Welcome to that club. And uh, as, as I've <laughs> said before, you, you, then you get to the point where, you know, those, those around you are like, dude, have you not run for a couple of days? Like you need to, you need to go, you need, you need to get out and, uh, you know, go, go hammer some repeats or just go out for an hour and come back and, and be a, a normal person again. And, uh, one thing I, you know, that, that you said in there that, uh, kind of had me smiling is that, um, you know, you kind of started to really enjoy, get to that phase of starting to enjoy it a bit more in, uh, September and, uh, you know, probably not coincidentally, I know September's still warm, but it's not, it's not June and it's not July anymore. We right. start getting into September and late September and into October. Uh, so I'm sure that maybe getting a little more comfortable helps to make it a little bit more enjoyable to, uh, as well. Oh, I'm definitely sure that played into it. And I'm really looking forward to, I'm looking forward to appreciating the fall and winter this year more. <laughs> like, like last year it took getting used to, cause I had to figure out how to wear new gear and mm-hmm. just, to stay warm. And even though it's maxes out at what, 20 degrees for a low day here, that it's, it's still cold. Yes. Uh, but so this year I'm looking forward to the temperatures getting lower. Like this morning was wonderful. It was like 65 degrees. Like, Oh, okay. This is 
what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, everybody's got that window where the weather is just about perfect. And as, uh, as our friend Jen from the Prairie slash Tundra of Winnipeg, Canada says, you know, there's no, <laughs> there's no temperatures too cold. It's just, do you have the right gear for the, the right, the weather conditions? And so, right. uh, you know, having, having the right things for, yeah, 20 degrees is, is chilly. Certainly it's, it's cold. Uh, no question about it, but if you've got the right gear, 20, 20 degrees is just as runnable and can be just as comfortable as running in the fifties and sixties. The problem is as it gets up into the, the eighties and the high humidities, um, mm. there's only, there's only so many clothes you can take off, eat, no, you know, to be, to be acceptable. And even if you want to be unacceptable, there's only so many things you can take off and then it's just hot no matter what anyway. So it's, it's still uh, going to be hot. It's still going to be hot. That's, that's absolutely true. So, um, you know, so, so you're, you're, I'm just, you know, enjoying kind of coming down the timeline a little bit here with you, Martin, but like, you know, you, you come into, you know, the, the couch to 5k, you, you get through the first one, you, you continue to train through the summer. Um, uh, when did, when did you set your eyes on, you know, going to the longer distance stuff, like, like, you know, running that first half marathon, it sounds like if I'm putting the timeline together was, um, you know, kind of just about a year after you kind of started running anyway. Um, was that, yeah. was that a goal pretty quickly or was that something where the, the buddies got you into trouble with, uh, setting the sights, uh, on, on a big goal pretty quick or, or when did you decide to, uh, attack that distance? That that was honestly a Facebook algorithm got me. <laughs> um, yes, the, the algorithm strikes again. <laughs> yeah, I so I I ran my first 5K in May of 2019. It was in the middle of my training, but it, the schedule just worked out. Right. That was my uh, a friend of mine's uh, charity they run. So we ran that 5K, and and that gave me a baseline start mm-hmm. I had my time I knew what it entailed and kind of got the mystique away from it I guess of building up the mm-hmm. time um so I ran that and then later in the summer probably July or August there was another local 5k that I ran had a better time and was feeling good mm-hmm so I started training for, I started taking the next step, the next logical step, 5K to 10K. And there was a 10K coming up in uh, February of 2019. And so I was just going to train for that and run that. And that'd be kind of my pretty close to a year mm-hmm. since I started running. Actually, it would have been right out of a year. And training through that, I get about halfway through the training and I see an ad for the Publix Half Marathon in Atlanta <laughs> from the Atlanta Track Club. And there was a well-produced mm-hmm. video. I was like, oh, that looks like a lot of fun. Not really contemplating that you haven't even come close <laughs> to these kind of distances. And, and then I post about that on Facebook and my friend who uh, is a long-distance runner, he said, oh, yeah, it's a great track. You'll love it. Okay, fine. Register. Mm-hmm. And so I finished out my 5 to 10K program. And probably, I don't remember exactly when I started training, but 12 weeks out from the race, so probably around November, mm-hmm. October-ish, I start the half marathon training. And it goes from there. And I had a couple – I had, did have a friend at work who worked – who does triathlons mm-hmm. periodically. So she was saying, Oh yeah, if you can do a 10 K, you can do a half marathon. No problem. <laughs> that kind of 
rationale. So, oh yeah, Run, runner's had, logic had, when it comes to climbing <laughs> the ladder is is second to none as far as just making you believe that that anything is is possible out there. Oh yeah, if you can do if you can do a five k, you can do it. You can do a hundred k, no problem. It's like I, yeah. I don't understand the connection there, but but I know people that'll make it. So uh, you know, you, you yeah. just gotta gotta so. gotta gotta do it, I guess, and, and figure it out as you go. So yeah, it was a seems to me a quick escalation from the. 5k round to half marathons but i did think like i said when i finished the half marathon i did realize like okay we need to stay in this world for a bit before taking that next step we need to get used to this a little more before progressing on yeah and that's and that's that's an interesting um I don't know if it, it'll be a new, if it'll be an interesting place to go or not. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll test the waters and, and see where it goes. But that, the the progressions and the rate of progression in the sport, um, you know, just like anything, right? It, like there's there's nothing one size fits all. And, and for some folks, like you really want to, um, it just makes sense to to build a bit more more slowly and maybe you know stick to five k's, run run several five k's, and then and then dip your toes into um, maybe a five miler or, or a ten k, something like that, and stick there for a while. Um, and some people just like seem like they climb the ladder uh, virtually virtually overnight. Um, and it's just it, you know there's no right way or wrong way. It's just it just kind of is mm-hmm. is how it is. But I do think that that for some of those you know kind of like like that even though the step from you know. 10k to half marathon is in theory it's like it's it's doubling the distance basically um and you know the the, the step from half marathon to marathon is doubling the distance as well but that's a that's a whole different uh different chasm to uh, to, to span across so uh I, I don't think there's anything wrong with with hanging out at, at you know 13 ish miles for a while um and kind of getting a feel and building the base and then uh you know and who knows? By then, maybe there'll be even be races that that you can run again, and then you right. can, uh, can climb the ladder. But, um, but yeah, I, I I don't know. Again, I don't know that there's a question there. But other than you know, there's no there's no fast or too fast or too slow. Um, especially as long as you're staying healthy. I guess if you get injured, that's maybe too fast. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, you just kind of climb the ladder as as you want to, and as your life allows too. Of course, because that's a big big component is training for those yeah. longer distances. Even the half marathon certainly is a longer distance. You know, the time it takes to train for those. You know, you got to be able to commit to that to, in order to stay healthy. Yeah, I think I was realizing that during the half marathon training, it's like this is sucking up a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And while I, in the back of my head, there was a thought, I was like, well, what about eventually doing a marathon? I was like, that's going to take even more time mm-hmm. with uh, my wife handling the three kids by herself while I'm out running just to run. So it's a, it's definitely a time to hold pull the throttle back a little bit on that to uh kind of adjust life to my running right well and i think that that is is something that is easy to overlook like the the commitment of training because you look at the the race day and you're like oh you know it's going to take you know whatever it's going to take twice as long a little bit longer than that maybe you know but to you know whatever whatever your pace is i mean it doesn't matter but you're going twice the far distance so you know it's going to take a bit longer on race day but it's it's uh easy to overlook that in those 12 weeks leading up to it, instead of doing some eight milers, some 10 milers, maybe an 11 or a 12 miler, maybe even a couple of them, but you know, with basically that being the top of your, your pyramid of your, your training, um, for training for a, a marathon, like that's just kind of that, like, that's almost a short run, you know, a short long right. run is, is 11 or 12 miles, um, when you start getting into it. So, uh, so yeah, good, good on you for having that perspective of, you know, 
like, wait a second, let's, let's, you know, allow life to settle down. And, and, you know, hopefully, I guess I've said before that races aren't going anywhere. Well, they kind of did this year, but you know, (laughs) long-term, like there's going to be races, there's going to be options. Um, and whether it's 2021, 2022, I mean, whenever it fits into life, that's the best time to run your first marathon is when it, when it, when your life is going to allow you to train for it intelligently and appropriately. Yeah. And I'm hoping that that perspective comes from not deciding to run until I was 35. Right. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Having, having a little bit of, of different perspective than if you started chomping at the bit at 22 or 23 or, or something like that. Um, Oh, I had a good question. I was, I got, I got rambling and, and forgot it. So I don't know. It'll come back to me here in a second, but, um, with, with being still, I don't know, somewhat new to the sport, still kind of, you know, being a year into it, still kind of figuring some things out and, and learning a bunch and, and running. Uh, I'm curious, you know, how, I don't know if how you've dealt with it is quite the right way of saying it, but, but how this year, how 2020, how the year of, of COVID-19 and, and all these races getting, getting canceled and just, I mean, life obviously being crazy, but from a running perspective, has it been something that's been, um, a big upheaval for you or, or, you know, did you not have a bunch of race? Like, I guess where I'm coming from this question is, you know, some folks, they plan their race calendars out a year, two years out in advance. It's like, all right, this year I'm going to run this race and next year I'm going to run this race. And like, and so for, for them, you know, this year has been throwing huge wrenches into the plans because like, well, do I defer to next year? But then what about like, it just, you know, the ripple effect of having all these races canceled has, has really thrown some runners for, for a loop. I'm curious for you, has, has the, you know, the lack of races been a, a big game changer this year? Um, or has it just kind of been, you know, business as, as usual as, as you'd kind of, you know, didn't have much on the calendar, I guess is that what I'm trying to ask. It, it was a, for the first few couple, first month or so, it was a big bit of a big deal because so I finished my half marathon. Like I said, that was in early March. By the time I hit April and everything, stuff started to be affected. Uh, and I had signed up for what's called the Triple Peach up here in Atlanta. It's was a, a, a 10K, a 10-miler, and then a Thanksgiving Day half. So I had signed up for that thinking, okay, this is going to be fun, and I can get extra mileage. I had a higher mileage goal for the year mm-hmm. and all that. And then stuff starts getting canceled and pushed back. And it wasn't at that point a huge deal, except that I was new enough to it and I know myself enough that having that goal of a race to train for kept me focused. So like right after the half marathon, training was done. I didn't really have anything to train for. And so first couple of weeks, I'm just at that that's kind of when I was running just to run and I didn't get it mm-hmm. and I didn't know how far I should be running and all of that. So it took some adjustment and that's when I started figuring out, said, okay, let me just do a, uh, time trial. Let me try to get a sub 35 K. Mm-hmm. So I got on some tra- a training plan with that, uh, reading some books and got a wristwatch. And I was like, Oh, I feel like a official runner now. <laughs> uh, so I could so I could learn the heart rate stuff at least to a to a semblance of accuracy. I know mm-hmm. it's not the not the uh, strap, but it's it was good enough for what I wanted to do. Right. And so it it did take about a month or so to really get into the routine of not training for a race, but either just running to go for a run for exercise or training for a time. Mm-hmm. So. It, it was, 
it was annoying the first couple of weeks just because <laughs> I didn't know what to, I had no idea what to do. It's like, okay, right. I've done the half marathon. There's no point in training for a marathon because it's starting to look like things are mm-hmm. not great. Well, you know, kudos kudos to you for for finding a way to stay motivated because I know I know that for myself, I know for for probably a few folks that are that are listening. Um, you know, in, in, certainly in my early days of, of running, I was, I was that runner that was very much motivated by having a race on the calendar. And if there was no race on, even if it was six months, eight months away, as long as it was on the calendar, that was enough to keep me going. But as soon as I'd, I'd finish a race and there was nothing else, uh, you know, staring me in the face at some point down the road, uh, it was real easy to just start taking, oh, I'll just take, take today off and take tomorrow off. And pretty soon I've taken a month off and, and lost all kinds of ground. So, um, you know, kudos to you for, keep going and then figuring out, all right, I need to, to shift my pace a little, or shift my focus a little bit because races may not be a thing right now. What can I do to, to stay motivated? Um, are, are you the kind of, of runner or, or kind of person that, that really is, uh, motivated by, by like time goals? Like, like, is that something that, that really is a motivator for you or is it just kind of like, that's what kind of has to be the, the situation right now based on, on the current climate? It's, it's a slight motivator. I'd say I, it's something like when I first started running, Back in the very beginning, I I did some reading uh, because I was a heavier guy. I've always been a heavier guy, but I was really heavy, and I didn't want to start running and then blow a knee or something like that. Mm. So I did some reading about the Couch to 5K, and it, a lot of stuff I was reading was like, go slow, and if you think you're – and go slower than you think you right. should be going. So I just took that in my head. I just start slow start, and go slow, and that was fine. And then, so I finished my first 5k about 45 minutes or so. Second one was 35 minutes. I said, okay, I, I don't want to be, I don't necessarily want to be one of these sub 25, sub 20 runners. I don't, I don't have that kind of dedication to this, mm-hmm. but I think eventually I'd like to get a sub 30 just to say I did it. And so it became, it became a thing to shoot for. Not a, I'm not looking to be super fast, just. Mm-hmm. that's not my game but get i i did the sub 30 5k a month ago month and a half ago and now i'm said okay let's try a sub 60 10k there you go it's the next thing on the list mm-hmm. so i'm in the middle of that training nice uh, nice well congratulations so. on on the sub 30 and and you know this is i i suppose if if you really uh you know, I don't know if you think about it a little bit or, or, or exactly what I'm trying to say other than, you know, when you, when you're still new, now's the time to be focused on some different time goals because I mean, man, they, they come, they come, <laughs> you know, fast and quick and then, you know, give it, give it another three or four years. And, uh, you know, instead of like, Oh, I'm going to take, I want to take 10 minutes off of this time or five, you know, whatever. It's like, man, if I can just get like 30 seconds faster, like that would be huge, <laughs> you know? So, so embrace, embrace yeah. the, uh, the gains that you're making right now because, um, you know, there's a lot of us that w- that wish we could see some some big jumps in time right now, and it's just, you know it's just kind of yeah. the nature of the longer you're in it, the the more gradual the progress becomes. So, uh, c- but congratulations, yeah. that's awesome. And thanks, uh, a friend of mine, um, he's lifelong runner, um, and he's he's one of those that I watch him run. I was like, okay, I'm not ever going to be <laughs> that because so, th- in that in that charity 5K at with, with our at church with our friends. Mm-hmm. I think he ran in 17 something. And so I was like, okay, that's, that's never going to be me. But, uh, I was chatting with him when I had knocked off 10 minutes off my first 5k. He's like, wow, I wish I could knock off 10 minutes. I said, yeah, I'm not looking at world records. <laughs> right. So we're, we're on different planes here. 
Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, it's, it's just one of those things that just like anything, right. When you, when you're learning a new skill, it's like, it's, it, it's, it's hard not to crack it first. And all of a sudden you figure out something and it kind of just like you, you pick up a lot of ground and then all of a sudden the, the gains become less and less as you go. But, um, but, but it's good to, you know, I mean, if you're motivated by it, great. And it's something that you want to focus on. Great. And if, and if it's not, uh, you know, especially in the next year, two years, three years, whatever, like, you know, you, you, you might just mess around and, and run a, a 26, 25 minute 5k at some point. Um, even yeah. without that being a focus, just because, you know, you're still, you're still developing into the sport and, and getting fitter. Um, and, and, you know, you never know kind of where that, that top end, um, speed pace combination, uh, might, might play out for you. Um, and sometimes, you know, again, like a lot of things in, in life, um, when you stop focusing on it, sometimes that's when the biggest progress or at least uh, uh, the next jump right. can come from, um, is from, you know, focusing more on endurance or focusing more on whatever. Um, and all of a sudden like, wow, where did all the speed come from? I don't know. And it's all just <laughs> like, it all just kind of related like that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, you know, is, is, um, you know, kind of in this, this COVID situation and not kind of knowing exactly what, when, when we're going to come out of it and with, with races going on, um, I, I kind of hate asking predict the future questions, but sometimes that's, that's just kind of what seems like it makes sense in the flow of the conversation. So, you know, where, where do you see yourself in, in running, um, you know, a year, three years, five years down the road, or is that, is that something that you've really thought too much about to this point? Uh, I haven't thought about it too much. I've more kind of very, very loose goals for beyond this year. I definitely think in the next uh, not, I don't want to say one year, but in the next couple of years, I definitely think a marathon will be in the cards mm-hmm. and either a marathon and, or like a 30 miler or something like that. Right. Um, because I've started to see the appeal of the trail runs. I, I never understood it until recently when I randomly ran off into a trail. Mm-hmm. Um, so after I did that, I, I kind of got the appeal of doing that. So doing a longer trail run for an ultra or something. Right. Um, it's something that is no longer a, I will never do that. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, I think I will do that at some point. Right. I don't know when. And, th- and then I'm keep getting, and it's, it's not a real reality right now, but the thought of a, like a mini triathlon or something mm-hmm. is very intriguing. It's very intriguing just for the challenge aspect of it. Uh, I don't know when that'll be, but it's, it's something that, like I said, two years ago, I would have laughed and said, no, that's, that's a waste of my time now. And I've heard you say it before, like never say you're Mm -hmm. never going to do it because you're for sure going to do it. (laughs) So I'm, I'm, I'm hesitate. I'm staying away from saying that about triathlons because I think at some point I want to, I will want to do one. So, Oh yeah, I'm very intentional about not saying the word never when it comes to some of these these big big things that people do, whether it's triathlons, whether it's hundred milers. Like, you know, there's a there's a chance. It might not be a great chance right now, but there's a chance that someday down the road that uh, I'll dip my toes into some of those waters. But uh, I know if I say never, then it's it's a slam dunk that it's going to happen. <laughs> so we're 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 avoiding that that phraseology for sure. Yep. Um, you know, and, and, and again, you know, talking about some of these these different challenges uh, and getting out on the trails. What what is it that that uh, draws you to the trails now because that's that's something that uh again i think a lot of folks 
for, for one reason or another, maybe it's a little bit intimidation, a little bit of, of uncertainty. Um, but then, you know, some folks get on the trails and it's like, oh, hell no. And some people get on the trails. And it's like, oh, man, I, I wish I could never run on the roads again. Um, not saying that you're quite to that end of the extreme, maybe just yet. Maybe you'll get there. But but what is it that, uh, you know, from that, that time of, of venturing out on the trails for the first time is really kind of pulling you in, in that as a possible direction for down the road? I think, honestly, it's just right now it's just a it's something different. Like where I am. Uh, there's three or four, uh, parks that I'll hit up just to, it's kind of my routine. Just mm-hmm. go to one of these for a longer run or go to one of these for a shorter run. And they're very nice parks. They are paved sidewalks. So it's very easy to run on. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't want to change it up and get out of a routine. And then when I hit the, I ran on just to, at one of the same parks, they had some trails. I was I was finishing up a loop on the pavement. So I was like, ah, let me just run off in here and just see what see what there is. And it's the the difference in focus in that. Okay, I have to pay attention to tree roots. Yep. I have to pay attention to dips, and it's not always a gradual incline or not something. It's, there's a drop here. So just that level of focus and having to pay attention and. While I don't always necessarily completely zone out, once you're running on a path, you can, you know where the, the potholes are, mm-hmm. you know where to go. You you can kind of go on muscle memory, and then going in the trails. It just requires some more focus on my part, and they're they're just more varied. There's mm-hmm. in that in one of those same parks, there's multiple trails I can just run off into and. Uh, evidently according to some friends you can get lost very easily on them so yeah that that adds a level of uh excitement or intrigue when you're never <laughs> sure if you're gonna figure out your way out um but yeah i mean you know, just just from what i know which is which is limited in the in the trail running world but uh, from folks i've talked to or groups i've been a part of you know kind of that that area you're in the you know atlanta north georgia uh kind of into into south tennessee and whatnot like there's a lot of really good trails a lot of really good trail races um, from all kinds of distances. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you kind of have, uh, if, if you decide to really go, uh, go into that world, you know, you've got, you've got a lot of options that aren't too far away. Um, and you got, you know, one guy that you're talking to right now, that's a little bit jealous of, you know, we've got trails down here, of <laughs> course, but, um, it's all mostly just swamp, uh, with, with a little bit of, of, uh, scenery. Uh, and I think from what I know about geography up there, it's, it's a whole lot of scenery and not a whole lot of swamp, which is, uh, which is yeah. a nice option to have. Yeah. 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 I, I'll be honest. I, we spent five days in Florida. I don't see how you run in Florida every day. <laughs> I well, ran twice. I was like, oh, man, this is. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're a runner and you're going to run, like, you know, right. The, right. the option is suck it up, buttercup, and get it done or <laughs> head inside onto the treadmill. And, and everybody knows my, uh, my disdain mm. for the treadmill. So that, that ain't going to happen. So we just, we just grind it out for 10 months of the year and then uh, bask in the, in the joy of, you know, late December to early February when it's, when it's comfortable. Um, yeah. And you can run, you know, actually run during the day and not feel like you're running on the surface of the sun. Um, right. when everybody else is, you know, worried about ice and, and snow and things like that. And then, uh, you know, that's, that's the two months that it's nice to be running in Florida and the rest of the year, it's, uh, maybe not as nice, but you know, everybody's, everybody's got their seasons where it's really great where they live and where it's, uh, not so great. It just depends on the variables of what the, what the great and what the not great happen to be. Right. So, uh, as, as we're getting, you know, starting to get to that point of, of starting to wrap things up, um, 
I guess one other question off the predict the future question that that that, uh, that came to my mind, um, you know, the the idea of, of maybe a triathlon of uh, some distance and, and the challenge there uh, is the challenge the the different disciplines is it, is it one discipline in, in particular or, or what what is that uh, challenge that has you a little bit intrigued? Uh, I think it's just the combination and the endurance, right? Uh, because I, I've always loved swimming. I've never swam in races, but I've always loved swimming. So that doesn't really pique my interest by itself, but you go from a swim to a bike run to a bike ride. And then you still got to run just that thought that, okay, pushing my body to something that has never done, it's never done before. And finding out what I can do versus what I think I can't do. Mm -hmm. So it's just that, that aspect of it, just pushing myself a little more and just want to see what it's like to say, Oh yeah, I did all these three things in, in not broken over a week. So like, no, I did it in a X amount of hours Mm -hmm. timeframe. Well, and the good thing about triathlons, just like there is about running is, is, you know, you don't have to jump into Ironman right off the bat. Like you you can find, uh, you know, the sprint triathlons all over the place that are, you know, that are, um, manageable as far as the distances and as far as, as the commitment to training and all that kind of stuff. Um, you don't need to get, you know, you don't need to jump into getting a, a fancy, you know, $3,000, $5,000 bike right off the bat. Like you can start with a, a pretty cheap bike for, you know, for, for see if it's really something you enjoy before you dive into it. So, mm-hmm. uh, again, you know, you never, never know when that's going to happen, what, what the future might hold, but, um, that's another whole, you know, you can get, get lost in the, in the ultra marathon trail running world. You can get lost in the, the triathlon world. You can get lost in the road running world. Um, or you can be, uh, you know, a Renaissance man and, and dip your toes into <laughs> all the different areas, uh, never really commit to one. And that's, and that's okay too, which again, beauty of our sport is you can, you can make it fit you and what you like to do, what your life is like. Uh, and there's no right or wrong. It's just what's right for you. And that's, that's what's important. Yep. So as we're, as we're getting about to that point, the, the old philosophical question, I can't, uh, you know, you, you knew the introductory question was coming <laughs> and you knew that, uh, we were going to do some philosophizing here at the end. Um, but just, just be curious, you know, in, in the you know year plus the almost year and a half now, I guess that you've been kind of into the, into the running scene and, and, you know, a lot of growth and a lot of, of changes, uh, that, that have occurred as, as somewhat as a result of that. Um, just curious what, what it means to you, uh, now versus maybe, you know, if, if I were to ask you this question two years ago, well, I guess if I were to ask you this question two years ago, you would have laughed at me. So maybe that's not quite the right way of saying <laughs> it, but, but what does it mean to be a runner? You know, what does it mean to you? Um, from, from maybe where you were two years ago to where you are now to, to be a runner, to be part of the running community, to have some of these longer term, I don't know, goals or ambitions, or at least ideas of running a marathon, maybe running an ultra, maybe doing some triathlon, like being, being active and, and, uh, you know, having that be a, a, an important part of your life now, like, you know, to, to try to sum that all up, I know it's difficult, but you know, when some, you know, if I say, man, my, my friend Martin here, he's, he's a runner. Like what, what do you want that label to say about you? Ooh. Um, I think to me, for me, being a runner means that I'm able to, beyond what I actually have always said about myself, I'm able to see a task that, a task, an activity, a sport, mm-hmm. something that I had no experience in, have up until recently have no desire to have experience and I can still learn it Mm. and 
apply myself to it and have some success. And it, it's personal success. I mean, I'm not, I'm not winning races. I'm not wanting to win. That's necessarily wanting to win races. It's, I found myself to be able to push myself farther than I thought I could. And then continue to do that and not back down from the challenges that it presents. I've always said that I, I like challenges, but it's been kind of challenges within my wheelhouse. Like, uh, tech, I like a tech challenge because I, I work with tech. I like it. I can figure this out. Running was a challenge that was in left field. I wanted to avoid it at all costs because it didn't feel good. It hurt. I didn't. Nothing about this was pleasurable. But I stuck with it and have become I've started to consider myself a runner because I've stuck with it and have proven to myself that it's possible to do this and it's possible to enjoy it. Mm. I love it. I love it. And once you figure that out, then that's when the sky becomes the limit, right? And it's just, what what do I want to do next? I I love it. I love it. So welcome, welcome my friend to uh, the running community. Glad you've you've taken that label on and embraced it. Uh, You've earned it. And, uh, Certainly looking forward to, to seeing what's next in your in your career slash journey as a, as a runner. So guys, if you want to continue to follow along with Martin as well, uh, is, you know, see what, what the future holds for him. Maybe meet up at a race at some point when races are a thing again or just encourage him along the way. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, same handle, both places. Again, Epinez, E-P-I-N-E-Z, at E-P-I-N-E-Z on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, once again, disruns.com slash 872. We'll have everything linked up there uh, to make it easy to connect with Martin at the uh, the platform of your choice and of course if you come hang out in the facebook group he's in there which is kind of how we got started on this on this conversation today and, and i'm so glad that we did so uh martin thank you for uh for raising your hand for volunteering um and uh it was a great chatting with you and, and certainly like i said uh and i certainly mean you know looking forward to seeing what the future holds and if there's ever anything we can do uh i guess the, the royal we if there's everything i can do to help you out <laughs> along the way uh don't hesitate to reach out ask a question whatever i, I love answering those things for you but uh, again thanks for the time today and certainly wish you nothing but the best going forward Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on. It's been a great conversation. All right, guys. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's episode of the show. Hope you enjoyed the conversation between Martin and myself. And as per usual, I'd be curious to know what stood out to you from today's episode. What was your takeaway from our chat today? Uh, for me, it was from early in the episode when, when Martin was talking about kind of his journey into the sport. And he mentioned how he had a friend that would come and run with him. And he wasn't, this friend wasn't afraid to slow his pace down, maybe run shorter than usual, maybe walk a little bit more, whatever it was, his friend was, was there with him and supporting Martin along the way. And, and at that time when, you know, to put a little bit of words into Martin's mouth, but I think it's an accurate depiction from the story. You know, he wasn't exactly sold on this whole running thing, right? But because this friend, because this friend that was a runner that knows how great our sport can be, was willing to run with him, even if it wasn't the greatest workout for the friend, he knew that by helping Martin through it and, and helping Martin to get his, you know, his, his, his sink his teeth into the sport of running, if you will, that that was a, a trade-off he was willing to make. And I think sometimes that I may be guilty of, of, you know, kind of being a little bit selfish on that front as far as like, I'm certainly willing to encourage, right? Like, like you can do it and don't worry about what everybody else is doing and run your pace and do what you need to do. And I'm here to answer questions. But when it comes to actually like showing up with, with other folks and, and not trying to, you know, worry about my workout as much as helping them, uh, you know, in an honest moment, that's not exactly my strong suit, right? Um, 
But how powerful was that? How valuable was that to Martin and his growth as a runner that a veteran runner was willing to come and run with him when he was still new and still figuring this whole thing out? And now here we are a year later and he, you know, he loves the sport and he's looking at, you know, potentially running ultras and, and, and triathlons and marathons and the whole nine yards in part because this other gentleman, this other friend of his came and ran with him. And uh, like I said, a little bit of a reality check, a little bit of a gut check, a little bit of a, that's something that, that I need to be more willing to do. And maybe you too. I don't know. I'm not trying to, to guilt trip you at all, but it was just something that was really kind of a, a of a, you know, like, oh, yeah, what a, what a great friend that guy is. So, you know, just something to think about when you have the option opportunity to give back a little bit, to support somebody else who's new in the sport, new in the journey. Um, and, and yeah, they might run slower than you and they might not run as far as you, but you can play an invaluable role in their growth in the sport and, and really, you know, in them falling in love with this sport that, that we all love. And so, uh, you know, if, if and when I have that opportunity, um, I'm going to do my best to be much more willing to take it and maybe put, you know, some a couple miles of my training on the back burner to help somebody else along the way. Uh, and maybe that's something that you would want to think about doing as well. So anyway, that was my takeaway. Hope that that made sense. I think it did. I don't know. We'll see. You never know. I never know how it's going to come out of my mouth until it does. And then sometimes I go, ah, I don't know. Um, but let me know. What do you think? Did that make sense? Uh, what and, and or what is your takeaway? I'm at Dizruns on Twitter, at Dizruns on Instagram. You can always slide into the DMs there or tag me in a post and let me know your takeaways from any particular episode. You can also shoot me an email, Dizruns at gmail.com. And of course, you can head over to the show notes for today, which you can find at Dizruns.com slash 872. Dizruns.com slash 872. We got everything linked up there. We got the Cliff's Notes version. Although at this point, I guess you don't really need the Cliff's Notes anymore, right? Like you heard you heard the unabridged version, uh, but if you want to go get the summary as well, you can find it at Dizruns.com slash 872. And we also have that comment section at the bottom of the page where you can leave your thoughts, feedbacks, comments, and takeaways there as well. Start a little conversation and we can kind of go back and forth. And uh, who knows? Sometimes it's there's great conversations there where you kind of opens me up to a different perspective and I'm able to learn and, and that makes it even better. So if you're willing to do that, disruns.com slash 872. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Once again, uh, if you want to you know, check out some, some budgeting software that legit works, YNAB is the place. Disruns.com slash YNAB. Get a free 34 days to try it to begin with. Then if you decide you want to stick around and you use that link, you get an extra, I don't know if it's 31 days, 34 days, 30 days. Basically, you get an extra month is what it boils down to. Uh, on top of, you know, you get a 13-month subscription for the price of 12, uh, and it throws a, an extra month my way, which is also certainly appreciated. So check it out, disruns.com slash Y-N-A-B. And with that, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up for today. Uh, thank you guys for listening. If you enjoyed this one, as always, go ahead and hit that share button. It's really not that difficult. There's that little button. You hit share, and you, you spread the word, and it means a lot. So, uh, And if you can't do it, if you're not willing, no worries. Just keep tuning in next time, all right? We'll be back soon with another episode. Until then, be well. Take care. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll see you soon, all right, guys? See ya.